Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And we're back. Glad you're with us. Penny for your thoughts. Moving our way through this week, we're up to Thursday, a sunny day in store and a high of 84. Not bad here for uh, June. Glad you're with us on A Penny for Your Thoughts here this morning. You can join us uh, the three ways that uh, Gene Honda mentioned on the phone, 3569397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. How are you doing today? Hope you're enjoying the uh, sunshine and the warm weather. Boy, everything looks green and growing, doesn't it? I guess if you're in the mowing business, you're probably doing pretty well right now because everything is growing like crazy. Hard to keep up with it. Welcome to Flag Day here in 2018. Happy birthday to our office manager, Karen York, and to President Donald Trump. Birthday's on the same day. How about that? <laughs> All on Flag Day. All right, we're going to do an open line here this first hour, open mic, open uh, forum here today. Lots to talk about. The uh, IG report due out here, I guess, in a few hours. What they say, four hours? Probably early afternoon is when it'll be out. So uh, everybody's kind of on uh, pins and needles, I guess, in Washington, waiting to see what that report has to say. That'll be a discussion point today. Also, uh, it's interesting, the commentary. It really, uh, I guess it depends on if you're in favor of the president or if you're against the president, how you feel about it. But when you read the uh, headlines, I always go to Real Clear, Real Clear Politics uh, website. It has all kinds of articles on both sides. But it's interesting. Here's a, kind of a distilled version of the opinions one writer in the washington post says there's no defending trump's north korea performance and in national review it's trump's north korean policy is succeeding those are the two headlines polar opposites so we'll uh, talk about that a little bit today some local news lou henson and mary henson featured pretty prominently in the news gazette today with good reason the coach is going to be inducted into the University of Illinois Athletic Hall of Fame. At least they'll honor them and, uh, what, 20 others, 21 total, coming up on Friday night up in Chicago. So Coach Henson featured today in the News Gazette. You can check that out both in the paper and online today through News Gazette Media. hope you'll do that. So we'll uh, talk about the uh, members of the Hall of Fame again that will be honored up at the gala in Chicago this weekend. I don't know if you've seen that story over in Danville, over in Vermilion County. Vermilion County coroner identifying the man shot and killed by Danville police last week. Investigation continues there as the uh, state police investigate. They had a vigil for that Danville man last night over in Vermilion County. Those are some of the uh, local headlines. Uh, the congressional baseball game that they've been doing every year in Washington. For members of Congress, kind of a bi it is a bipartisan event. They've been doing it since 1905. Of course, last year they were practicing on this day one year ago when the uh, shooter emerged at the practice. Representative uh, Steve Scalise was uh, very seriously wounded in that incident. You may remember that. 
That was a year ago today. They were practicing for the game they're going to be playing tonight. And uh, Rodney Davis is going to be playing in that ball game tonight. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit in the second half hour about that game and maybe visit with uh, Congressman Davis about that if we get a chance. That'll be coming up in the first hour. And then the second hour, we'll have open line time for about 40 minutes. And then we'll have Dr. Linda Morehouse with us, as well as Yvonne Redman from over at the University of Illinois. We'll give you a little bit of a preview, I guess, or some information on the what's ahead for the Ice Cream and Independence Show at the Virginia coming up on July 1. We'll tell you about that late in the show today. Lots to talk about, lots to get to. We'll get it all started here as we start off with an open line at 9.09 here on Penny for Your Thoughts, back after this opening break. Make elegance a way of life at the Windsor of Savoy. Relax in private, spacious apartments, savor chef-prepared meals, and enjoy the ease of chauffeured transportation. Retirement is sweeter when it's shared with friends, and at the Windsor of Savoy, you'll be in good company. You'll come to think of our caring staff as part of the family. Worry less and enjoy life more. Independent and assisted living at the Windsor of Savoy. Call 217-351-1437 and schedule a tour today. Hand off, keeper, Thomas running it, he's open and a touchdown! It's Dorsey, sets it through, pass is deflected, intercepted by Bennett Williams! Snap back, kick all the way to the block! Twenty eighteen Illinois football is just around the corner. Get your season tickets today at fightingillini.com or by calling 866-Illini-1. Is your pet the cutest? Do people stop to tell you so? Would you be willing to say your pet is the most adorable in the area? Well, then prove it. News Gazette Media presents the Summer Pet Contest. Starting June 8th, you can nominate your furry, scaly, or floaty friends to see who can win the title of Most Adorable. For more information, go to newsgazette.com backslash 2018 Pet Contest. I'm Michael Kaiser. Join Matt Daniels and me on Sports Talk tonight as we talk Io Dosuma with Mike Irvin, some Major League Baseball, and more right here at 5 on DWS. Well, summertime is here with the temperatures. I guess it's officially not summer until next week as far as on the calendar. But if you'd like to get over to the Beef House, summertime's a great time to do it. Anytime's a great time to do it. They have a great place just across the state line in Covington. The Beef House established in 1964. And for over 50 years, people have been venturing that direction to uh, get great steaks as well as chicken, pork, pasta, and seafood. Maybe you say, well, I don't want to eat something that big. Well, they've got hamburgers and cheeseburgers and filet or cod sandwich, maybe a breaded or grilled pork tenderloin sandwich. If you like a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, you might like one of those. Or you can get simply a great beef house salad. Make that your meal. You can certainly do that. Or a cup of bowl, a cup or bowl of soup. And, of course, the famous uh, beef house rolls, the great desserts, all the great drinks with the coffee, the tea, the milk, cappuccino or soft drink. No matter what you're uh, hungry or thirsty for, the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, has it available to you. I know a lot of people have weddings they attend uh, in this month of June and uh, maybe some uh, reunions going on. Why not pay a visit to one of the great restaurants in this part of the country, the Beef House, just off the Indiana state line, across the state line, exit 4, 
off I-74 in Covington, Indiana. Glad you're with us today, wherever you might be listening. 356-9397 is how you can call us. You can text us. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. The reaction to the President's Summit, he's now back from Singapore, of course. That continues in the national headlines. Some uh, pro and con articles today that are out there as far as uh, the President's performance. Did he give too much away? Is he legitimizing a brutal dictator? What's been the history of the United States when it comes to dealing with brutal dictators? Uh, There's a lot of that today back and forth, so certainly... Uh, We can discuss that. The um, DOJ Inspector General's report due out in a few hours. That's been uh, tantalizing a lot of people who really follow this stuff very, very closely. Long-awaited report by the Justice Department Inspector General on the handling of the Hillary Clinton email investigation by the FBI and the Justice Department expected to focus on the former FBI Chief James Comey and the decisions he made during the course of the Clinton investigation. CBS News reporting that. That's slated to be released uh, this afternoon and expected to describe Comey as insubordinate while also uh, criticizing then-Attorney General Loretta Lynch for weak leadership. That report expected to be over 500 pages. Of course, we all know pretty much, those of us that follow this, um, know the history of uh, Comey coming out Uh, in the email investigation during the course of the election, a few days before the election. uh, He made people on both sides mad for what he did or did not do. So we'll see what they say about him and other things in the DOJ report today. All right, let's go to the phones here, and we've got Bob on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Bob. Hey, I don't know if you got my message yesterday, but my name is Bob Ross. And I was listening to you talk about Greece coming to Parkland. Yeah. Okay, I have a story to that for you. Oh, really? Okay. 1999, Greece Sock Hop Dance Contest winner. I have the trophy right here. Oh, really? Hand. Is it a big trophy? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, I, was in, I was in my 50s at the time. Jim Manley is running a 50s day. The dress up the 50s down in the lower part they had hamburger and stuff and stuff that they had the off for the 50s because mm-hmm. my wife and i won uh, two tickets uh, to it they had a dance contest and the four of my wife said no way and you know what i'm going to get up there and dance with you <laughs> so jim manley and this other guy said well you just pick that older guy over there so we got up, we entered a contest, and we were the fourth ones to uh, qualify, which I didn't know to man was going to say later on, now Bob and you and her is going to follow me down to the stage. So we get up on the stage for about two and a half minutes with three other couples, which we was older than the other three all together. Yeah. And they first put their hands above her head and go down two or three times and have the crowd chair for which one they thought was the best. <laughs> and this, this older lady and her husband were farmers. There was uh, three separate parts of the, of the prize. One was the trophy and two tickets right down front. And since my wife and I do travel and stuff, this uh, farmer and a couple of his kids, one of them was a girl, he sends his older daughter down 
to his mother, what are you doing with this guy? She said, go back to your dad when we're in a dance contest. Well, being the older ones, we won that contest. Really? So, yeah, so uh, <laughs> she, said, she said, if I let you have the trophy and two takes it down, the bigger prize was to uh, go somewhere. I think they had a choice to take them 50 different places or something, you know, with, with reason. And uh, the, they had to get themselves there, but everything else was going to be paid for. She said, can I have the trip? She just said, I said, yes, you can. <laughs> I said, give you a chance to to uh, go somewhere. So I just want to announce that. Well, that's... I was there 1999 on the stage for two and a half minutes to rock around the clock. Oh, my goodness. And where was that and at I, again? Where, where was the dance held? Dance contest? That was at, that then, before it came to State, State Farm, it was the Assembly Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah. In Greece, did the show at the Swimming Hall. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Was, like, there was uh, four couples. We was the fourth couple. And we each took our turns. So I told the gal that uh, I was dancing with, I said, let's throw something else in there. I said, let's do the Chubby Checkers, his famous twist. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, okay, let's do a few steps. So I too, uh, back in those days, I was pretty good at it. Yeah. So, so we threw uh, besides the rock and roll and the twist and everything else and the swings back and forth and twirling her that uh, we won. Well, congratulations! What a great memory. Yeah. That's... So you know, I I just had to tell you that since you're having grease, uh, I, I don't know if we'll make it out to parking to see the. Uh, people in the students do it or not, but I just I just had to tell you that that Well I'm glad I'm glad you did. Wow, that's that's a great story. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, great story, huh? Nineteen ninety nine. You won the dance contest, Greece dance contest. Over at the uh, assembly hall. We had the uh, young people on, uh, the CUTC folks on. They'll be starting that up, what, tonight, I guess, through the weekend, and then again next weekend out at the uh, minor theater there at Parkland. All right, got an email or text from Dave. He says, remind your listeners, this is Flag Day. Fly those flags. Yes, it is Flag Day. And uh, you may have heard in the sports, Dave Lone mentioned this earlier this morning, uh, Jeff George Jr. transferring to Michigan. And uh, Benny says, I wish Jeff George Jr. nothing but the best, but I can't root for him because he's going to Michigan. <laughs> and uh, congratulations to Lou Henson and all the Illini honorees this weekend. Yes, uh, I may run through the list here of the honorees again. They announced this a couple months ago who was going to be honored, eventually inducted. And they've got two ceremonies. They do the kind of the honoring, uh, the unveiling, I guess, if you will, the official celebration of the inductees, and this will be the second class. They do that up in, at the Field Museum in Chicago, which they had a great uh, setting last year for the first one, and I'm sure it'll be just as nice again this time. That comes up tomorrow night. I'll be headed up for that. My wife and I and uh, some friends and others will be up there for that, so we'll look forward to that. And I think Sports Talk's going to do some special programming from up there. They'll have lots of interviews on Saturday with a lot of the inductees. You may have heard Jim Grabowski on last night and Tara Hurlis on Sports Talk. 
with Scott. So uh, we've been covering it, and it'll be a fun weekend up in Chicago. 356-9397 is the uh, phone number today. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515-357, or email us, talk at wdws.com. E.J. Dion writing today in the Washington Post, not a fan of the president's summit. He says uh, one of the costs of the Trump era is that all opinions become suspect because even more than usual, everything is seen through the prism of whether you are for or against the president. And uh, he says, consequently, criticism of the president is regularly assumed by his supporters to be rooted in bad faith. The retort to any judgment against his statements or his policy, he says, typically begins with you wouldn't say this and ends with if Obama or Bush or Clinton were doing it. He goes on to write about uh, the different situations over the years. Uh, It says the first uh, charges of hypocrisy against those who question Trump extend to substantive uh, substantive, uh, matters as well. It's thus important to take on two deeply flawed but predictable arguments that have been offered in defense of what he says, Trump's love fest with the North Koreans' uh, dictator. The first is because the U.S. is sometimes allied and frequently negotiated with dictators. Chastising the president for ignoring North Korea's loathsome human rights record represents a double standard. And he says it's true that human rights have often taken second place behind calculations about national security. The United States rightly joined with Stalin, of course, was a known dictator to defeat Hitler because... Between the two murderous regimes, Hitler's posed the imminent danger. Now, another article in the uh, National Review, the uh, president's methods conceal the strength of his effort to reverse the disintegration of America as a great power and just a force in the world. However unconventional the president's methods and boosterish and challenging his vocabulary and syntax are at times is North Korean policy, this writer says, is the first that's been successful by any American president since Dwight D. Eisenhower. Let it be known through the Indian government 65 years ago, the U.S. would resort to nuclear weapons if China did not negotiate seriously. In this, as in other matters, Donald Trump is reversing the American trend to pretend that it's not the world's most powerful country and it would be good for the American national character to be more submissive. That experiment by George W. Bush's blundering militarism and Barack Obama's feckless fascism weakened the West and created a vacuum sure to be occupied by the enemies of Western civilization. So it's just a couple of articles that uh, go back and forth on the president's summit. All right, let's see what else is uh, happening at the national level. The U.S. and its Asian allies working to uh, paper over any semblance of disagreement over the president's concession To Kim Jong-un, the U.S. would halt military exercises with South Korea. The U.S. Secretary of State has been meeting with top South Korean and Japanese uh, Japanese diplomats today. And he says that uh, the president's claim that the Norse nuclear threat was over was issued with eyes wide open as a result. And uh, let's see, the other uh, national note uh, story I was going to mention, Apple is closing a security gap that allowed outsiders to pry personal information from locked iPhones without a password, a change that will thwart law enforcement agencies that exploited the vulnerability to collect evidence in criminal investigations. The loophole will be shut down in a forthcoming update to Apple's iOS software, which powers iPhones. Once fixed, iPhones will no longer be vulnerable to 
Intrusia being the uh, via the lightning port used both to transfer data and to charge iPhones. The port will still function after the update, but will shut off data an hour after the phone is locked. Apple says it respects the jobs of law enforcement officials, but believes it must protect its customers from hackers, identity thieves, and intrusions into their personal data. So that news from Apple. Three five six nine three nine seven. We're at nine twenty five. Get to some more phone calls, emails, and texts as we continue here on a Thursday on Flag Day, June the fourteenth. We're back with more in just a moment. Penny for your thoughts continues. We'll have a, a Father's Day show <clears throat> coming up tomorrow in the uh, second hour, and I'll tell you a little bit about that here uh, this morning. Is uh, get some details starting to work out on that. The uh, Supreme Court today struck down a Minnesota law that bans all political apparel at polling places. In a 7-2 ruling, the court said the law violates the First Amendment's protection of free speech. At least nine other states have similar laws, according to the Minnesota Voters Alliance, which uh, brought the case challenging Minnesota's ban. Andrew Click, the founder and executive director of the group, which claims to be dedicated to ensuring election integrity, sued state election officials after he was stopped at the polls and forced to cover the Don't Tread on Me t-shirt he was wearing. The um, shirt included a picture of the Gadsden flag and a small Tea Party logo. Click was also wearing a Please ID Me button with the website and phone number of Election Integrity Watch. 7-2 to ruling, though, the uh, court said that Minnesota law that banned all political apparel at polling places violated the First Amendment's protection of free speech. Vote well, was 7-2 to two there. U.S. Open uh, underway today. Don't know if you've been following that. Dylan Meyer participating out there along with Steve Stricker. It's on the uh, Shinnecock Hills Golf Club. The town of Sam- uh, Southampton on Long Island, east of New York City. Anybody ever played there? The uh, club traces its roots all the way back to the late 1880s. William Vanderbilt was involved, Enwood Mead and uh, Duncan Kreider, as well as Willie Dunn. They scouted for a place for a golf course near New York City. And they uh, were convinced that upstate New York would be the ideal location. But uh, Kreider preferred a parcel of land in Yonkers. Eventually, they chose the Sand Hills adjoining the Long Island Railroad just east of the Shinnecock Canal. Uh, Canal excuse me. In 1896, it was then a 5,000-yard course, Shinnecock hosted the second U.S. Open back in 1896. They've hosted it in 1896, 1986. Raymond Floyd won that one. 1995, Corey Pavin won the Open there. Uh, Retief Goosen won it in 2004, the last time it was uh, held there. He beat Phil Mickelson by a couple of strokes. And the U.S. Open being held there this year. Shinnecock Hills Golf Club in New York, site of the U.S. Open. We're at 930. Michael Kaiser is here with news headlines. We'll talk some more with you in this uh, second half hour. Of the first hour, Dr. Linda Morehouse and Yvonne Redman will join us in the uh, tail end of the second hour to preview Ice Cream and Independence. But we have some news up next with Michael Kaiser.
Appropriate to play that right on Flag Day here, 2018. Open line going here this uh, first hour up until uh, 10 o'clock. And then after the 10 o'clock news, we'll continue with uh, more of that. Uh, may visit with Rodney Davis here a couple of minutes uh, on the congressional baseball game. This is the uh, one-year anniversary of uh, the shooting that occurred. Uh, Steve uh, Scalise, representative uh, from what Louisiana down there, was uh, seriously injured. He's recovering. From all of that, uh, back in action on Capitol Hill. But uh, Rodney Davis, congressman, playing in the game tonight at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. So we'll catch up with him about that for a couple of minutes. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. The uh, Hall of Fame induction, Lou Henson. It was announced last uh, summer when they had the first one that he would be first in the second class. He's one of former uh, one of 21 former Illini recognized during the Friday night's second annual Hall of Fame gala in Chicago. Of the 21, 17 are former U of I athletes, former former Illini coaches, four of them. 13 living members expected to attend the uh, celebration tomorrow night starting at 6.30 up in Chicago. The MC for the event is Reese Davis of ESPN. Mike Tirico of NBC Sports did it last year and did a great job up there at the Field Museum. They'll hold something back here in Champaign. Uh, the official induction will be later uh, this year. Hall of Fame members going in, Alex Agassi, football and wrestling, Kevin Anderson from men's tennis, Nancy Brookhard-Sharon from volleyball, Charles Carney, football and men's basketball, Dave Downey, See him around town quite a bit from men's basketball. Ray Elliott, football coach and hockey coach. Darren Fletcher from uh, baseball among the honorees tomorrow night. Maxwell Garrett, fencing coach. Kendall Gill from men's basketball. Jim Grabowski, our friend Grabo from football. Lou Henson, of course. Dana Howard from football. Tara Hurlis, women's soccer. Johnny Red Kerr from basketball. Scott Langley from men's golf. Selena Mondi Miller, women's track and field. Charles Pond, men's gymnastics coach. Joe Sapora from wrestling. Justin Spring, who's been a student athlete and a coach for men's gymnastics. Tanya Williams, women's track and field. And Willie Williams from men's track and field. That's the 2018 Hall of Fame honorees this year up in Chicago. So that'll be fun tomorrow night. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can join us on the phone lines. You can text us. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357 or email us talk at wdws.com. The, uh, what is it, the IG report they're calling it on the emails due out later, I guess early in the afternoon. So that'll dominate the headlines later today and into tomorrow. One other uh, sports note I saw. The uh, NCAA Division I Council approved a proposal yesterday that gives athletes more power and athletic institutions less as the organization officially adopts a notification of transfer model. College athletes will be able, allowed to transfer without the permission of the university or coach, and the school will be obligated to enter the athlete's name in a national transfer database within two business days. Once a name is in the database, any coach can contact that athlete. 
Previously, athletes had to receive permission from their current school to be contacted by another school before they could receive another scholarship. That rule change from the NCAA will begin October 15th, applies to all Division I sports, but will mostly affect the high-revenue sports of football and men's basketball. One significant caveat is that major NCAA conferences can still implement rules that are more restrictive than the national rules, so the Big Ten could do its own thing if it wanted, but uh, the change overall from the NCAA would be effective October 15th. The change will come with stricter tampering rules to help appease coaches who worry that illegal recruiting could rise. The chair of the Division I Transfer Working Group is Justin Sell. He's the athletic director at South Dakota State. He says the NCAA membership showed today that it supports this significant change in transfer rules. Also of note, athletes competing in Division I football can participate in up to four games in a season without using a season of competition. Division I athletes have five years to compete in four seasons of competition. The new exception allows football players to preserve a season of competition if, for example, injuries or other factors result in them competing in a small number of games. hope that made sense. That was a lot of verbiage there. Anyway, those uh, rule adjustments from the NCAA. Three five six nine three nine seven on the phone lines is Ray. Hey Ray, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Hey, listen, I got a question for you. Maybe you can find this out. Uh, I remember Rich Callaghan at Illinois, and he was a nine-letter winner before uh, the freshmen were allowed. He lettered in football three years. He lettered in wrestling three years. And he lettered in baseball three years from about 1960 to 1963, 64. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if his name was ever on the radar because you don't see nine-letter winners are in uh, three different sports anymore at Illinois or at a lot of major colleges. I was no. just wondering if, there, if, if anybody's come along after that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, taking, I'm not taking anything away from the uh, guy, the people that are getting in. I'm not taking anything away from at all. I'm just wondering if they, he would have been looked at or if, or if it's on the radar or, or whatever, or what their criteria was. Yeah, that's I, it. I mean, I don't know. That's interesting, yeah. And what sports were they again that he got them in? He was in football yeah. under uh, Pete Elliott, mm-hmm. wrestling under uh, Buell Patterson, and baseball under Lee Eilbrock. He's a graduate from Champaign High School. Excuse mm-hmm. me, Champaign Central High School. Yeah, and I think he's right now second, what, to Dyke Edelman in, different, in letters, I think? Yeah, one. I think so. Yeah. I'm, yeah but he won, he won nine in an era when freshmen weren't allowed to participate. Right, right. And you don't see that anymore because people are limited and to one sport. And he did part. it in four years. Yeah. I mean, he did it in the three years. He didn't have a fifth year at NCAA or anything else like that like they do now. Yeah. No, that's a, good, uh, that's a good question. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, what do you think of the the second class? I mean, is that those that's are all good class? Yeah, I don't have a problem. I, yeah. I, said, I don't have a problem with anybody in that class. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Lou Hansen should have been in the first class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people agree opinion. with you on that. In that, in my opinion, and so and, uh, Ray Elliott should have been in the first class. I don't know what, uh, like I said, I don't know what that criteria is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's some others in there that should have been in the first class, and then those people in the first class should have come in in the second class. But that's okay, too, as long as they're in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's the important thing. I got in. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I got in. Okay. Thanks, thank Ray. You. Okay, thank you. Take Appreciate care. it. Bye. Yep, you bet. 356-9397. We're at 944 here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Yeah, that comes up tomorrow night, 630, at the Field Museum there in Chicago. 
Yeah, I think he's second. Callahan is to uh, Dyke Edelman as far as the number of letters won, the different sports that uh, he was involved in. And as he mentioned, as uh, Ray mentioned, did it in just the uh, three years. So they're in that uh, shorter time frame. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a big accomplishment. All right, let's see. What else? Uh, local news. I mentioned the uh, vigil for the Danville man killed in an officer-involved shooting. That was last night. Also, uh, with shootings up in Champaign-Urbana this year compared to last, Champaign Police Department reviving a team that will deal directly with residents' quality of life issues. According to numbers shared at yesterday's community coalition meeting, shootings this year stand at 47. In the same time period last year, the number was 35. In response, Champaign Police deploying its community action team. Three officers will handle fewer emergency calls and instead focus on things like loud music, traffic violations, or unruly crowds. And downtown will be a region of focus. And you may have seen this. uh, People's gas hit with another lawsuit stemming from the 2016 gas leak near Muhammad. This time residents who saw their drinking water contaminated are alleging the Chicago company covered up the extent of the problem. A champagne firm, Spiros Law, which has been following the issue from the beginning, filed that suit yesterday in Champaign County Court on behalf of 17 residents. And among other things, the uh, suit says in January of last year, People's Gas described the leak as pinhole-sized that spread 139 feet from the source. But the suit claims that the month prior, People's Gas said in the lab report, the leak had spread more than 12 times that far. The suit's asking for at least $850,000 in damages and an injunction barring People's Gas from injecting gas into the ground near the Muhammad Aquifer. The People's Gas spokesman declined to comment on the suit. He says the drinking water in the affected area is safe. 9.46 here at DWS, and Zoe jumps in with us here. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Brian. I just wanted to say uh, thank you for playing that nice flag music this morning. and uh, That was just, that was, this has made me happy. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. I, uh, it I you know, if you're going to play it, today's the day to play it, right? It's a good day. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, that's pretty much all I wanted to say, and that was interesting about people's gas, though. Yeah, that yeah, that is. Me. Yeah, it's a couple of year old story, but yeah, it's back again. So, um, can I ask you real quick? You met, you read some article. I just caught the tail end of it about you were reading about Obama and Bush and all that. Do you, mm-hmm. Can you tell me where that was from, or do you remember? Yeah, it was uh, E.J. Dion wrote in the Washington Post. Oh, okay. He was. All um, right, I'll look that up. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, and you have a great day, and thank you again for the the music. You're welcome, Zoe. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. 9.47 here at DWS. Let's see here. What else is going on? Oh, I know what I was going to mention. The uh, Father's Day show tomorrow. We'll have open line in the first hour. May talk a little bit uh, once that IG report is out on the uh, Clinton email investigation by the Justice Department. That uh, will probably be a big headline tomorrow. Father's Day show. Last year on Father's Day, I had my dad come in. And I'm going to have him come in again. Uh, people really enjoyed that. I got a, a lot of comments on that. He's going to come in and sit in with me. So we'll do that. If you remember back in February, uh, I got a surprise call from my Uncle Wilbur, Uncle Will, who called in. We're going to have him as part of the show. So we'll have him join us, and we'll see where we go from there. <laughs> my dad asked me, is an hour going to be enough of like with with Uncle Will? 
because he likes to talk. But uh, I think we'll do just an hour. I don't want to, you know, have two hours of uh, party line there. But uh, no, we'll uh, we'll have him on and we'll uh, we'll talk Father's Day tomorrow in the second hour at ten o'clock. So you want to be tuned in for that. Three five six nine three nine seven on the phone lines. Texas Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven. That's always open, regardless of the topic we're talking about. Same with the emails. Talk at wdws.com. We'll get to them all here as we continue after this timeout on Penny for your thoughts. Stay tuned. More to come here on the Big Show. Nine fifty-two here on Penny for your thoughts. News Talk fourteen hundred open line going here this morning. Had a caller ask about the uh, criteria for the Illinois Athletics Hall of Fame. Uh, here is the automatic uh, nominee criteria. Looked it up here online. All-American by NCAA recognized selectors. National individual champion. Big Ten individual champion. Repeat all Big Ten performer, first or second team, national award or trophy recipient. American record holder. The mark must be recognized by the proper governing body. World record holder must be recognized by proper governing body. U.S. Olympic team member, Olympic medalist. Again, these are all nominee criteria. Pro or collegiate Hall of Fame member. And there is a five-year waiting period from the completion of their athletic playing or coaching career at the University of Illinois. Athlete must have earned at least one varsity letter from a varsity sports sponsor or one sponsored by the Division of Intercollegiate Athletics. And consideration shall be given for personal conduct in life and personal contributions to the high ideals of intercollegiate athletics. So those are the criteria for the student-athlete nominees, Illinois Athletics Hall of Fame we've been talking about today. Hopefully that's helpful. Let's go to uh, Terry. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Brian. Hey, as always, I always enjoy your show, but I wanted to tell you that after leaving Urbana a few moments ago and driving through five miles of barricades towards St. Joe eastbound, that traffic is backed up rather well, and... uh, Westbound traffic is also backed up heavily with uh, multiple state police and stuff out in these same areas. So uh, maybe I just give the community an advisement. Well, I had to, I went through there the other day to speak over at Danville Rotary, and I remembered, oh yeah, that's where all the backups occur. So is is <laughs> is, is, is it all just construction, or is there an actual accident? No, I mean, it's all construction, yeah. but uh, people are driving reasonably for the uh, first time maybe in a long time, but nevertheless, well, I thought maybe I'd just let the public know. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm glad you are. Okay, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Terry. Bye. Yep, 9.55 here at uh, DWS. We're on Penny for your thoughts. Let's see here. Happy birthday, Yasmin Bleeth is 50. Boy George. Wow. Boy George. What can you say? (laughs) Karma Chameleon, right? The Culture Club. He's 57. Remember uh, Marla Gibbs? Was Florence on the Jefferson? Starred in the sitcom 227, turns 87. Steffi Graf is 49 today. And U.S. Olympic gold medal-winning speed skater Eric Hyden won five golds at the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics. He's 60 today. Eric Hyden is 60. And uh, we mentioned Donald Trump, 72, and uh, Glee actor Kevin McHale is 30. 
All right, I think we found Rodney Davis. How are you, Congressman? Hey, Brian, I'm doing well. I apologize. Hey. I got uh, tied up on another interview, and, and uh, I'm a little late calling you. No problem. We just wanted it for a couple of minutes. You got the big baseball game tonight. We do. I, I got a chance to go practice on the field this morning. That's uh, you know, we get a chance to meet some of the charities that that uh, you know, we raise almost a million dollars for. I think this year, um, but I also got a chance, really, Brian, to uh, to sit back and reflect on what a difference a year makes when I saw Matt and Micah pitching to uh, Steve Scalise, who was batting, and uh, all I could do was smile watching that happen. Yeah, that's an amazing story, and uh, boy, he was in serious trouble, wasn't he, a year ago? Both of those guys were. Uh, when I I left, uh, I, I was batting, and, and when I got into the dugout and finally got off the field and I got my bearings, I saw Steve down, and I saw Matt, who had been shot uh, through, through the back uh, and out his chest, bleeding on the ground. I never thought I'd be seeing uh, what I saw today, mm. and, and that's uh, you know it's a testament to the resiliency, it's a testament to the great medical care they had, but it's also a testament to uh, to their willingness to to fight and recover as well as they did. Yeah, and that was you now. Did you practice today at Nationals Park or at the field where you were last year? When you that... know we practiced at Nat Stadium today, yeah. so we were we were on the field on the turf, and I had uh, it was a, you know it's every kid's dream and mine included to play a game on a major league field. Uh, I just got a chance to do it when I'm, I'm playing with a bunch of older, slower guys like me. And uh, I had Steve Garvey standing around the batting cage giving me tips. I mean, he <laughs> couldn't ask for a better morning, especially seeing Matt and Steve uh, you know, pitch and, and hit together. Yeah, now you're going to be the catcher, right? I am. I am. I'll squat behind the plate, put on what they call the tools of ignorance. Uh, one more year. I've I've done it for the last five years, or last four years out of five that I've played, and and I wouldn't ask for any other position. I love uh, yeah. I love being in the game every pitch. Did you uh, play that growing up? You know, the last time I probably caught in organized baseball was when I was in sixth grade. I ended up playing up through my freshman year, but, you know, got into, uh, you know, they moved me to shortstop or uh, third base, outfield, and never, never went back behind the plate. And the second year I played baseball here, and I started the first year playing short and third, the second year I played, the coach said, hey, go put the gear on. And once I did, I never gave it up. I've been starting there ever since. <laughs> Rodney Davis with us here for a couple of minutes, the big uh, congressional uh, game tonight. Uh, now, who's your starting pitcher tonight? It's Mark Walker. Mark uh, okay. came to Congress in 14, and he's uh, you know he's been pitching since he got here starting, and he throws a, go- a great knuckleball. Uh, the, the, we got him the first year that uh, we had that knuckleball, and and uh, we ended up winning uh, his second year, and he just uh, he he gets it in there, gets it across the plate. Let's let our infielders do their job. Yeah. So this is what is still broken down: Republican versus Democrat, or do they mix the teams together? Nope. This is Republican versus Democrat. Yeah. It's a tradition that's over a hundred years, and uh, I get to I get to jaw with the Democrats coming up to bat. And I've made more friends playing baseball <laughs> uh, with Republicans than against Democrats. Uh, talking with them as they come to back, getting to know them because of baseball than I ever would have. This event is the most bipartisan event that we have in Washington. Yeah, could probably use a lot more of it. Absolutely we could. And that was the irony last year that, you know, the the gunman came and disrupted what is the most bipartisan event we have. And and, and that was sad. But the good news is um, everybody's here. And and I think you're going to, I'm going to tell your listeners something that I don't think people know yet, but Scalise is going to be starting at second base today. Is that right? He is. Well, we we got a scoop. 
So that's all. <laughs> well, it's good to visit with you. I know uh, there'll be a lot going on. What time's that game? Is it uh, 7 Eastern or 8? 7 East? Eastern. 7 yeah, Eastern. Six, 6 o'clock your time. I think it's going to be streamed on Facebook, uh, Congressional Baseball Game for Charity Facebook page. Uh, and uh, just uh, don't laugh because we are that slow. <laughs> Yeah, it shows you if you haven't moved around a lot, your age catches up with you pretty quick in something like that. But uh, how many innings do they play typically? Seven innings. And uh, I caught six of the seven last year Mm -hmm. and seven of the seven the year before. Um, It's, you know, last year it was televised because it was the day after the shooting. And I remember seeing it was down in the corner on one of the news channels I was watching. And I'm like, man, we are very, very slow. Well, the, uh, before we let you go, I know you're wearing an Illinois State jersey tonight, right? And that's okay, I guess. I mean, you're you're, you're close to Champagne, so that, that's okay. We'll let you do that. I was Parkland last year. John <laughs> Shipkiss and I both wore Parkland. This year, my daughter goes to ISU okay. and asked me if I'd wear ISU, and I did. Yeah. And one other thing uh, related to politics, I know you're, yeah. we're all kind of waiting for the, uh, the DOJ report. I guess that'll be out, what, around noon? Noon or one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to see it either. Um, you know, we've got to make sure that we've got to make sure that uh, we hold every branch accountable. Uh, and I'm interested to see what it says. Yeah. Well, we'll let you go and get ready for that in the ball game tonight. Thanks for coming on for a few minutes. Hey, thank you, and All take right. care. And hope to talk to you again soon. Rodney. Thanks, thanks, Rodney. Bye. Yep, Congressman Rodney Davis. Let's get to CBS News in progress. WDWS Champaign Urbana. She says Sanders plans to leave by the end of the year. In a tweet, It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com. Or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Back for hour number two of Penny for Your Thoughts. Thank you to Rodney Davis, congressman checking in with us. He's playing in that congressional baseball game tonight in Washington, D.C. at Nationals Park. So uh, good luck to those uh, folks there. 3569397 is how you can join us. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com in this uh, last portion of the show today. Coming up about 1040, we'll have Dr. Linda Morehouse and uh, Yvonne Redman join us and uh, give you a little preview of what you're going to hear and see and experience at the Virginia Theater on July 1, that's a Sunday, in the afternoon for Ice Cream and Independence. So we'll tell you about that uh, coming up later on in this hour. But open phone time, open forum Time until then, Fox News reporting that Jeff Sessions warning that firings could be coming once the much-anticipated IG report on the Clinton email case comes out here in a couple of hours. So we'll follow that for you. Uh, Today in history, we mentioned this is Flag Day. Today in history, 1775, the United States Army was founded. 1775. 1777, the Continental Congress adopted the Stars and Stripes as the national flag. And this is the day in 1954 that uh, President Dwight Eisenhower signed an order adding the words, Under God, to the Pledge of Allegiance. 
Also found it interesting, uh, there was one other note in relation to the flag. June 14, 1943, U.S. Supreme Court in West Virginia State Board of Education versus Barnett ruled 6-3 to three that public school students could not be forced to salute the flag of the United States. It was in the middle of uh, World War II there in 1943. And this was the day in 1940 that German troops entered Paris during World War II, speaking of that. And as uh, Rodney Davis mentioned, this is the one-year anniversary of the uh, shooting at the baseball practice. Uh, GOP Representative Steve Scalise was critically wounded and spent weeks hospitalized as part of a long recovery. And uh, Congressman Davis told us he's going to be playing second base tonight, a year later. And uh, this is the day the uh, gong show. <laughs> the gong show. How about that for a part of priceless television history, huh? Debuted, premiered in 1976. What were we doing back then, huh? The gong show. I think it's coming back, too, right? I think they're making a new one. All righty. Uh, Carl, good morning. You're 1013. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just, uh, as an aside, uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, there's a local author who you might consider mentioning his birthday tomorrow and then drop the idea of it anyway. <laughs> That's you, right? What? That would be you. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah I, I figured I'd better call you. I, if I wanted to call you while I was still 59, I had one day to do it. <laughs> um, but... But when you brought up Lou Henson, I couldn't help but think uh, if he would have been able to have comparable facilities uh, when he was coaching as they do now, he might have there might he might have had a far uh, you know like twenty thirty more victories. Yeah, they uh, what well, they practiced about everywhere, didn't they? Kenny Jim and yeah, I mean. Illinois at the time, 30 years ago, was uh, probably had the worst facilities of any major college basketball program, and it was disgraceful. And the thing of it was, on Tuesday, Lauren was talking about it like it was the good old days. Well, and then in and then then as you know, in 1998, Carl, the uh, they had the Oven Center, which was considered what kind of a prime jewel of of facilities like that. Yeah, definitely, and so I'm glad they're they're upgrading the facilities around here because I feel I feel like Illinois, uh, for many years, suffered from a disease called neglect in their programs, and I'm glad things are improving. But anyway, so when I, I read through the list of uh, the U of I honorees for the second class, uh, anybody you'd like to add to that list, or should be in the in future classes? Well, I don't know. Um, see, I, I didn't hear you give the list, mm-hmm. but uh, um, I, I still think the wheelchair athletes should be included in the, in mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, probably uh, Kevin Hardy definitely mm-hmm. should eventually get there. I think he was, well, he was a Buckets Award winner, so... Definitely was an All-American. So, and who from the uh, you mentioned a wheelchair athlete? Who would uh, who would you put in there right away? Right away, I 
Well, first of all, you would have to put in Timothy J. Nugent mm-hmm. since he founded wheelchair basketball, right? And stuff, and but Sharon Ron Hendricks mm-hmm. would uh, be the first actual athlete I'd probably put in because she was actually in 1980 uh, the uh, campus-wide athlete of the year. Okay. Ahead of everybody else, so yeah. And I believe she was the first person to run in the Boston Marathon mm-hmm. in Illinois in the wheelchair division. Yeah. Well, I think those are good. Uh, those are good nominees. So, well, anything else, Carl? No, I think that's about it. All right. Thank you for your time. Hey, sir. thanks. Appreciate it. Happy birthday. Thank you. You Bye. bet. Yep. Ten seventeen seventy one degrees here at DWS. Three five six nine three nine seven. Texas Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven. And back to the phones. Uh, Stan, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Hey, I was uh, calling to. to uh, I mean, there's a thousand and one things I could talk about, but just yesterday I found out that there's just a whole bunch of uh, Trump supporters out there that. Uh, don't understand parts of the Constitution that Trump is violating every day after he swore to uphold the the Constitution of the United States. And that is the Emoluments Clause. Mm -hmm. The Emoluments Clause of the Constitution says that anybody that receives payment from the government for doing a job cannot receive payment from foreign powers for uh, anything. While they're, while they're in day, office, right? While they're in office, are, is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and every day, Trump is receiving money uh, from his various hotel properties uh, from foreign governments that have their meetings and whatever at his uh, properties uh, that come to visit the president and such as that in violation of the Emoluments Clause, and therefore he should not be president of the United States based on that. And the reason we know for absolute certain that that is happening is that Trump is the sole beneficiary of his supposed blind trust that he put all of his personal assets in when he became president and has his son uh, overseeing uh, those assets. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that he received a lot of money from the uh, uh, hotel in Washington alone because Ivanka Trump, who is an unpaid uh, advisor to the president, has recognized $4 million in profits from her relatively small portion of that property. If she received $4 million in profits, how many tens of millions of dollars do you think Donald Trump uh, uh, got? Oh, I have no clue. I, I don't know how this. I don't know how this works. But well, they, you know, I don't. I don't, refuse, I don't I don't understand blind refuse, trusts and all of that. Anyway, so. Well, uh, you know, but you don't. Ha- you don't have to explain in, it to me. I just. I don't. You know. Back in the day, uh, Jimmy Carter, who was a uh, very large peanut far- farmer in uh, Georgia, yep. when he was elected president, he chose to sell his family farm that had been in the family for hundreds of years. So there would be no uh, possibility of somebody accusing him of jury-rigging the uh, the the uh, uh, peanut market. 
the, the futures markets for peanuts. And that's the kind of people we used to have. And now we have people like President Trump that refuses to give us his tax returns because he knows he's dirty as dirt can be. All right. Hey, Stan, thanks for the call. Yep. Appreciate bye. it. 1020. We'll continue with uh, more. Penny for your thoughts. By the way, Dylan Meyer tied for 13th at plus one through seven at the U.S. Open. We'll come back with more in a moment. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. Summertime is home buying time. And our friend Stephen Pam Starwald, by the way, I think Pam had a birthday yesterday. So if you talk to her at 239-7156, you can wish her happy birthday. A late one anyway. But uh, they can help you. They're the husband and wife team at Keller Williams. My friends uh, Steve and Pam Starwald both graduated locally. They know the area very well. They can walk you through the entire process. And when you uh, sell a home or buy a home, I mean, this isn't like going to buy a pair of shoes somewhere. I mean, you really have to you have to work at this, and they are there with you every step of the way. They've got an outstanding team of appraisers and lenders can walk you through the process of what can be a big change in your life. We'll talk about uh, some of the uh, lenders and the people that can help with that tomorrow. But, in fact, if you're speaking of life changes, whether you're downsizing, upsizing, if you're looking at a state of life where downsizing maybe is an option, uh, Pam has completed training and earned a certificate that makes her a senior real estate specialist. So kind of specifies in that particular area, specializes in it. And so they'll they'll be with you. The number, again, is 217-239-7156. That rolls over to Pam's cell phone, so if she's busy with a client, you're not going to be uh, in a voicemail somewhere trapped for days on end. I mean, that is her cell phone number. It rolls right to it. She'll get back to you. If you can't remember the number for Stephen Pam Starwald, just Google Starwald. Try it. They're right there at the top of the list. And you can even, I've tried this, you can Google Pam or you can Google Steve, and I can't remember which one is either first or second. Probably Pam was first. But uh, you can Google Steve or Pam, and uh, it'll come up too. So uh, we invite you to, if you're looking to uh, make a move, maybe you're looking to sell, maybe you want a home evaluation, you can figure that out. Uh, feel free to uh, do that. Give them a call. Contact them. Husband and wife team at Keller Williams, Steve and Pam Starwalt. Tell Pam happy birthday. Open line time here up until about 1040. Then Dr. Linda Morehouse will join us from the University of Illinois. We'll uh, also be joined by Yvonne Redman and uh, preview Ice Cream and Independence. Give you a little sample of that. Uh, Jim, good morning, Jim. Good morning, Brian. Uh I got a chuckle out the last guy that was talking there. Uh, where where he got all of his information last uh, I heard, Trump has never released any of his tax uh, returns. And I'm wondering where he, uh, well, I, I, well, wait a minute. I guess I guess uh, I know where he got his information. CNN, MSNBC, and all that. Maybe we can, uh, we can put it. Brian, why don't you hire him and it'll be your sidekick there. He can give us all the information as when we're going to go to war and all that stuff. Yeah, so. I, I I don't think that would be a good idea. But uh, no, but but no, he well, uh, you know, hey, that's okay. People get their information I'll, I'll from be different places, of course. And uh, but I just wonder where he got all of his information. There ain't no doubt he's been watching those cable news channels. So that's all, Brian. Thanks. All right, thank you. Yep, you bet. Appreciate it. The uh, clause he mentioned, that would be a, a good spelling word for the uh, spelling bee people. Right? Starts with an E, right? The, the What is it? The emollient clause? I can't remember the exact term, but whew, that would be uh, 
You can spend a long time on that. Uh, Alan, hey, Alan, good morning. Morning, Brian. I'm going to lighten the load a little bit. Yes. Uh, what do you think about the uh, transfer of Jeff George to Michigan? Well, I was a little surprised, I guess. I mean, I, do you think he'll play a lot? No. I don't. I don't know if he does. He fit their system. I. I don't know. No, because he can't run. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was a little. I was a little surprised, but um, I'll have to. Next time I see his dad, I'll have to ask. Well, I wonder if there's not a little bit of a connection between his dad and uh, Tim Harbaugh, since they know each other pretty well, playing against each well, other. Well, that's true. Yeah, there might be some connection there. And, um, you know, he he doesn't have his father's arm, but he's, you know, got a pretty good throwing arm. But um, He does decent, but uh, uh, he's not a zero quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that one, did, that, that one did surprise me a little bit, I have to say. I, I was like, Michigan, really? No, nah, he has to pay his own way, right? I I would think so if he's a graduate transfer, right? Well, yeah, I, I don't know. He was in the Big Ten. His dad had to do it. You had to pay his own way to come to Illinois. Yeah. If you stay within the Big Ten, unless they change the rules, now, you got to stay your own way, I yeah. think. That sounds Otherwise, right. Otherwise, how else, how else can he play this year? Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know the exact rule on that, but I assume you're right about that because I do remember that rule being in place years ago. Oh, yeah. I'm sure uh, he has to pay his own yeah. way. Yep. His dad did. Yep. I remember that from Purdue. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks, All right. Alan. Appreciate it. From Alan to Jerry. Jerry, how are you? Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard uh, New York Attorney General just filed suit against uh, Trump and his kids for their fundraising schemes, uh, you know, for, you know, how they say they're going to raise money for funds and uh, they think it's actually going back into their pockets. And for their election of Trump, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Trump's about as crooked as they come. He's uh, he's been like that uh, all of his life. You know, this is why he won't uh, release his taxes because he's crooked. He hides money and he don't want people to know. So I'm glad they did that, and uh, I wish him luck. I hope they uh, uh, find him guilty. They probably won't put him in jail because he thinks he can. Uh, pardon himself but uh you know you probably won't i heard this on cnn of course uh you won't you won't hear anything critical on the fox news network uh trump network uh but you will on cnn and msnbc and a lot of these good reporting stations yeah the story you're talking about jerry is the uh, it says the new york attorney general sues trump and family over charity claiming illegal conduct for more than a decade is what yeah, that's, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been all kinds of talk about it. Finally, uh, you know, they're going to uh, do something about it, and I wish them luck. All right. Hey, thanks, Jerry. All right. Brian, Pre- thank pr- you appreciate the call. Yep. Yep. You bet. Three five six nine three nine seven. We're at ten thirty here at the bottom of the hour. I've got some in case you missed it things I can throw in here after the news before Linda Morehouse joins us. If we get to that, if not, I'll do it tomorrow. There's a few little stories that have uh, slipped through the cracks recently that I like to uh, throw in once in a while. But let's get to some uh, current news with Michael Kaiser. We'll update you uh, on the news here and then come back. Linda Morehouse, Dr. Morehouse going to join us. Yvonne Redman as well. We'll give you a little uh, sneak 
preview and uh, tell you what's going to happen at Ice Cream and Independence at the Virginia on July 1. But now the news with Michael. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. As usual, the uh, president responds pretty quickly to uh, stories that are in the news. He's been tweeting this morning. We uh, had the last caller mention the uh, story about the uh, New York Attorney General. He says the uh, Trump, the president says, the sleazy New York Democrats are now disgraced and run out of town. AG Eric Schneiderman are doing everything they can to sue me on a foundation that took in $18,800,000 and gave it out to charity more money than it took in. He says, I won't settle this case. Schneiderman, he says, who ran the Clinton campaign in New York, never had the guts to bring this ridiculous case, which lingered in their office for almost two years. Now he resigned his office in disgrace, and his disciples brought it when we would not settle. So there's the president's response to the uh, story from New York. And again, Jerry mentioned it, New York Attorney General suing Trump and family over charity, claiming illegal conduct for more than a decade. So that uh, in the news, the back and forth, I, I, the president does not waste any time, does he? <laughs> He's pretty, pretty quick there with the uh, tweets. All right, uh, we will take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got Linda Morehouse coming in next. Talk about ice cream and independence. But first, this time out. We're back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400-DWS, 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. We're at 1039. We've had a busy show today. A lot of different topics along the way. Tomorrow we'll have an open line in the first hour. Second hour we'll have the Father's Day show. My dad will be in with me. He was a big hit last year. And we had a call during the, right about my dad's birthday in February. If you remember, if you were with us in late February, my uncle called in, who was approaching 90 years old, by the way, uh, called in. And we're going to have him on, too. And maybe his son. We'll see. So we're just going to mix it all up and see what we get in the second hour tomorrow at 10 o'clock on Father's Day. So we'll look forward to that. Dr. Linda Morehouse is with us over at the uh, University of Illinois. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Give us your title over there, because I know you you hold a lot of jobs, it I, seems I, like. <laughs> I do, but I am currently the associate director of the School of Music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a band director by trade. That's how I came to Illinois. And, but you were at LSU for quite a while, right? Close to 25 years. Yeah, with the Tigers. Yes. What was that like? Is that because uh, we played them in that Sugar Bowl back in whatever it was, 02. And that was my band. Was that your band? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's, you know, the SEC is a unique place mm-hmm. and um, definitely a sports town in Baton Rouge. And, um, I mean, I was there from, you know, taking basketball bands to tournaments when Shaquille O'Neal played mm-hmm. um, all the way up to two championship games, you know, with the Tiger football team. So well, we saw them in that Sugar Bowl game at the Superdome. They had that live Tiger on the sideline. Was yes, that, Was that Mike. a regular? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think they're they might be on the seventh generation now of tigers. <laughs> yeah. Mike is his name. Mike is his name, and it's a uh, multi-million dollar uh, complex habitat they have for him on campus. Is that right? He has his own veterinarian, and uh, yeah, it's really a unique thing. It's yeah. the only place in the country that does that. So, how long you been in Illinois now, then? I am, I believe, going into my eighth or ninth year. Okay. Fall of 2010 is when I came mm-hmm. here. Well, it's good to have you here. Dr. Linda Morehouse is with us. We were going to have Yvonne Redman on, but I guess she can't make it today. She's in New York. Is that She right? is in New York traveling, yeah. yes. Tell us about her background, because she's been on some amazing performances, right, over the years? Um, yes. So she is uh, one of our voice teachers mm-hmm. um, at Illinois, mm-hmm. and before she came to Illinois, she sung in the Met. Mm-hmm. and um, had a very nice career until she was lured here to uh, uh, be on our faculty. Um, her husband, Paul Redman, is a trombonist, a Juilliard graduate, and he is one of the associate deans in the College of Fine and Applied Arts now, and he will be playing trombone in my ensemble, you know, that We'll play on July 1. Coming up on July 1. We'll yes. talk about that show in a moment. We had Nathan and Julie Gunn in here earlier this year, visited with them. and so um, Fantastic was, people. Yeah. yeah. Great to visit with them. Well, let's mm-hmm. talk about the Ice Cream and Independence. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, still coming together? Have you got all the pieces in place you want? or Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, it's about there. We will, you know, once again salute our active military and our veterans and it will definitely be a red, white, and blue patriotic show. Um, but by request, because she was so popular last year, we're bringing Yvonne back mm-hmm. to sing some good old standards um, from the middle part of the 20th century, some Gershwin tunes. And we're going to feature her in Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. I know there's the traditional songs everybody is expecting to hear. Do you try to add a wrinkle or two? Every year? Yes. To the style? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're, we, we, we've sort of developed a format where uh, we open with Morton Gould's American Salute. Um, Morton Gould being one of the few composers who, you know, won a Pulitzer Prize in music, um, but also has written compositions for band. And then we end with, of course, Stars and Stripes Forever. And then before that, there is a a patriotic number um, that I've grown quite fond of, and I think the audience has also, mm-hmm. and so it's a special concert. We've been doing this a few years now. It goes back to, what, earlier this decade, I know, at least. So. Oh, more than that. Yeah, yeah more yeah. than that. But I officially became involved um, oh, close to five years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always have a host. I know Ed Bond's there with his equipment. Jim uh, has hosted this for several years now, and uh, yeah. we'll be back again to yeah. do that. Jim has been one of the mainstays with the program, so if mm. there's a newcomer, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> so what else are we going to see? What else fun things will uh, do you have planned for us on that day? Now, it's an afternoon show, right? It is going to be an afternoon mm. show, a 3 p.m. concert. Um, and, you know, of course, TCBY um, will be offering uh, free frozen yogurt um, and before the show. And then we're looking at opening up the street beside the Virginia Theater and um, having some other uh, entertainment there as well. So folks can spend uh, an hour or an hour and a half, you know, enjoying a, 
a small street atmosphere, I guess you could say, you know, user-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, we might even have uh, another ensemble from Illinois that might pop up. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a well. surprise. Huh? Could be a surprise, yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're talking ice cream and independence. It'll be uh, at the Virginia Theater. Just contact the Virginia Theater box office uh, for information uh, on the show. But, uh, again, they're going to have the ice cream socials. You mentioned TCBY yogurt outside at one thirty. The concert uh, inside begins at 3 at the uh, beautiful Virginia Theater Auditorium on uh, Sunday, July one. Coming up, and tickets are all kinds of prices. But veterans, we honor them by uh, they can come in, but they need to show up at the at the event, right? They get in for free, right? The veterans. Yes, um, veterans, um, active military, they show up, and um, they can uh, get a free admission ticket. You know, at the box office window. Mm-hmm. Virginia is a great setting for this, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It's I think it's one of the crown jewels. You know, in central Illinois. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of reaction to this. I mean, you do a lot of things, but uh, I get of all to the things you do, does this give you a lot of reaction from it, people? It does. It does. There's there's nothing like celebrating America's birthday, and you know, America is a has a very rich band heritage, mm-hmm. and um, part of that is the music that comes from a patriotic history. And the University of Illinois. With its uh, music department and band, I mean, absolutely. We're, we're a part of that huge history. Oh, right? absolutely. And, you know, we're, we are just finishing the sesquicentennial of the university, mm-hmm. but with Illinois bands, we are starting ours right now. So uh, right. we are into 150 years of a band program um, that it's on our campus where college bands began. Our very first director of bands, Albert Austin Harding, for whom our band building is named, he is called the father of the American band movement. So many uh, composers, uh, you know, University of Illinois connections. Absolutely. I mean, and John Philip Sousa, yeah. America's March King, his archives uh, are at the, um, in actually, uh, there are quite a few uh, materials right in the band building on the second floor in our uh, Center for American Music and our Sousa Archives. So be at the Virginia Theater. Uh, stop by there, get your tickets, uh, call the Virginia Theater, uh, contact them, 356-9063, area code 217. And again, Dr. Linda Morehouse will be there. Yvonne Redman uh, will be featured again as a soprano. We'll have some great music with the yogurt prior to that at one thirty. How long does the show usually run? It is less than 90 minutes, okay. so it's, you know, between an hour and an hour and a half, just, you know, depends on um, what we do in between pieces, and it's it's a very user-friendly concert, uh, mm-hmm. and it's one where everybody has a good time. I know it's uh, very popular, and uh, in the afternoon, I think that'll work for a lot of people, I think, on that day. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so, yes. Yeah. So what else are you doing? Are you going to go to Australia pretty soon, aren't you? I heard. Uh, <laughs> I leave, Bertie told me. <laughs> I leave tomorrow for Australia, yeah. yes. What are you going to be doing down there? I will be working with uh, bands and orchestras and talking to instrumental teachers. And then that toward the end of my stay, I'll be adjudicating the Western um, Australia uh, Band and Orchestra Festival. I'll be an adjudicator. Wow. So where in Australia will that be? It, uh, it'll it be centered around Perth. Yeah, well, that's on the west, far west coast. That's right? on the far west coast, yeah. yeah. So my I go from here to Dallas and then 17 hours in a plane <laughs> to Melbourne and then Melbourne to Perth. 
Yeah. You've been, have you been there before? You've done work out there before, haven't you? Not no, Australia, but okay. I, I go to Singapore. I've been to Singapore for within the seven out of the last eight years. Yeah, so, so when they had the big summit there in Singapore, you knew I knew you knew yes. what was going on there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, it's great to have you on. This will be a fun show, and we might yeah. touch on it again just right before, just to remind people to to get their tickets. But uh, yeah, that'd be great. As you say, always great to sing and talk about our country. Yes, uh, at this event. Yes, and and you know um, there are a lot of things happening in the world, and for as much negative press that makes it to the news. It's always fantastic to um, salute the positives and, you know, the men and women, you know, who serve in our armed forces and who put their lives on the line so that we can do what we do in this country. Yeah, you know, it's a great sacrifice, and it's always great to be able to say thank you. Dr. Morehouse, good to have you here. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for coming in. Yes, and, and, and what a beautiful place the new digs you have here <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's an upgrade oh so, it's fantastic it's we'll, just absolutely beautiful well good we'll make sure touch base with you again but we'll look forward to that sunday at three o'clock one thirty for the ice cream social at the virginia for ice cream and independence and we'll have it live on the radio absolutely that afternoon so we'll look forward to it yes well, thank, thank you. you we will take a break back with more penny for your thoughts up to the top of the hour after this all right, back on Penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400, uh, DWS. Just visited with Dr. Linda Morehouse. We'll get you ready for the Ice Cream and Independence celebration coming up on Sunday, July the 1st. Uh, open line time here up for the rest of this hour. A couple of things of note uh, that I mentioned uh, as things you may have missed. And since we're in the uh, summertime, your favorite flavor of ice cream. They took a poll of 1,900 online voters. 22% said chocolate. I mean, that's not a shock, is it? The chocolate would be the favorite flavor of a lot of people. 12% vanilla. 10% each strawberry, cookies, and cream or other. 10% each. So, I mean, they have Neapolitan, right? That's why they mix the three together. 7% of those polls, this is 1, 1,900 people in a poll. So I, I learned in a research class in college years ago that the higher number of people you have in your poll, the more accurate your poll is. <laughs> so uh, the, the sheer numbers kind of show up here. 7% each, French vanilla, Rocky Road, 6% butter pecan, 5% coffee, 4% each, pralines and cream and Neapolitan. And only 3% uh, in the poll said cherry. And I kind of like black cherry. I don't know about you. I kind of like uh, the black cherry flavor. But that uh, was the result of the poll. The other interesting thing you may have missed, there was another poll that came out. 1,300 voters. This is an online poll. Your favorite subject while you were in school. 20% English. Really? 20% English. 17% History. There were more of us uh, history geeks out there than I realized, huh? 17%. 11% math. General math, anyway. 7% biology, 5% science general, 4% geography. Now, this doesn't surprise me. Only 3% of the uh, voters said they like chemistry as their favorite. I always struggled with that. Social studies and algebra. 
2% a second language, 1% each physics, ecology, geometry, calculus, and trigonometry. 1% of those 1,300 polled said that was their favorite subject in school. <laughs> I took trigonometry. I kind of like trigonometry. I didn't, uh, maybe it was because my teacher was really good. Really liked him, uh, Steve McCorder, down at Unity High School, but I don't know. Geometry, I could not figure out. I, I, I don't know why I just really struggled with geometry and did really well with trigonometry. I don't know. And a couple of other notes here of things you may have missed. Uh, lots of teens and young adults have summer jobs. They had a poll of 1,000 Americans, ages 14 to 24. 63% say they have a job lined up for the summer. More than 50% of those say they'll be reporting to summer jobs in the food industry service, retail, or child care industry. This number might surprise you. Uh, 45% uh, say they plan to put their summer earnings towards college tuition or living expenses. And they say they plan to save at least 57% of their income. 16% say they'll be using their uh, job money this summer to help support their family. 29% of respondents who did not have a summer job say they plan to relax. <laughs> so anyway, those are I don't know what you do with all those numbers, but they're there. Uh, just interesting uh, polling numbers that came in over the uh, last few days on summer. A couple of notes. Uh, you may be, have been out before to the uh, new Early American Museum at Lake of the Woods in Muhammad. Well, it was 50 years ago today that opened for the first time. Don't know if you knew that. 1968, 50 years ago today, new Early American Museum at Lake of the Woods in Muhammad opened for the first time. And 100 years ago today, this is kind of interesting. You can find this always in the online at, with the News Gazette. But Urbana police, 100 years ago today, raided the home of William Slade and obtained two quarts of whiskey and 32 pints of beer. On this day in 1918, 100 years ago today. So that's some of the area history. We talked a little bit about uh, the Lou Henson article. Make sure you check that out in the uh, News Gazette today about a big picture of uh, Lou and Mary. They made the front page and the sports page today. If you uh, check that out, you'll, you'll enjoy seeing that. But, of course, uh, Lou among the honorees coming up uh, tomorrow night at 6.30 there in Chicago, the, the Field Museum, just a terrific setting. They did a really, really good job with it last year. Had Mike Tirico as the MC, and uh, Mike is fabulous. So you see him on all the uh, golf coverage and um, Triple Crown coverage and everything else that he does. Did basketball for many years for ESPN, but he was the, uh, the MC up there last year. I thought just did a terrific job for someone coming in uh, who's been around the Big Ten, not necessarily at Illinois, but I thought he did his homework. He knew what he was talking about and uh, did a great job in that regard. Uh, I guess uh, Reese Davis is going to host it this time. And then they'll have the actual induction ceremony coming up in uh, Champaign in the fall. So you can be listening for details on all of that. Thanks to all of our guests today. We had Dr. Linda Morehouse on talking about the ice cream and independence. We'll have that for you on the radio. But you can, of course, attend at the Virginia Theater on Sunday, July 1 at 3 o'clock, 1.30 for the ice cream social right before that at the Virginia Theater and uh, heard from Dr. Morehouse about what's going to be involved in the show there. Yvonne Redman, who was featured before, will be back 
as a uh, featured soloist there with all the patriotic songs and everything that goes with it on Independence Day there as we get ready for that. on uh, It'll be July 1 for the actual event at 3 in the afternoon. So make sure you call the Virginia, get your tickets for that. Thanks to Rodney Davis. He came on for a couple of minutes talking about the congressional baseball game tonight out at uh, Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. So he'll be uh, taking part in that today. And he said Steve Scalise will be out there a year after being shot and was in serious trouble in surgery for many, many hours, uh, was near death. Uh, He's going to be out there playing. He said second base in that event coming up tonight. So uh, congratulations to him for making it back. And we'll have more, of course, on all of the report with the Hillary Clinton emails. That comes out here in a couple of hours. Be watching and listening for that. We'll have coverage here from CBS. That's going to do it for uh, me today. Thanks for being with us. Back tomorrow, open line at 9, Father's Day show at 10 on Penny on WDWS.